Hey everyone, we're back. Welcome back. This is three weeks in a row, Squeezer, after missing uh, two weeks. Wait. Well, I think we can let. I, I think they've forgiven us now. I think. I, I well, so. here's where I, I we. I they, haven't. They've forgiven but you, but not me, because apparently we're getting a couple complaints about the audio, and not the last week's, but the week prior, 1987. <coughs> I listened to it. And I get where sometimes I sound low and you sound hotter. Okay. But I guess on some people, it's the audio levels are all over the place. So I apologize for that. That was my fault. I, I, I think the problem was rectified in the next episode because I listened to that one and it sounds perfect. But um, keep letting me know. If it doesn't sound right, let me know. I, uh, sometimes it doesn't come through to me. So um, did you listen yet? No. No, I'm still catching up on. I'm trying to go back and log old shows, um, so we try not to have to spend hours upon hours uh, asking each other, "Did we talk about this yet?" Is it really hours upon hours? In my mind, it is because I sit and brood over it. Oh yeah, you you do like to brood. But I got a funny couple messages about. Uh, so I'm still sick. We're recording this uh, mere days after uh, the arcade episode because uh, in. Less than 48 hours, Enchantress and I are on a plane to Europe. We will be uh, experiencing Beer Fest, or for us Americans, or as they call it, Oktoberfest. And um, amongst other things, Czech Republic, Prague, I believe that's in Europe, and uh, Barcelona, as they say in uh, Spain. Um, And I cannot freaking wait, but um, uh, as per me being sick, um, suburban homes. And I told the story about this, the lady at Subway last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he sent me a screen ch- uh, capture of um, uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Oh, I wasn't as sick as I let on. <laughs> he goes, trust me, the fact that Doc Holliday had tuberculosis denies being that sick and is played by Val Kilmer isn't lost on me. I got a big, a good laugh out of that um, because we were uh, accused of, I, especially I was accused of having tuberculosis uh, when I didn't run the board. So it was harder for me to, to let you know when I had to cough or sneeze or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people just assumed I was on an iron lung while we did the show. Ah, and here we are. But you made it. I made it. I'm alive. I'm still. I'm still got the sniffies. I'm still a little stuffy, but I'm alive. Squeezer, you were a little more. No, I I will show up on your deathbed to make amends. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, I would only hope. You were sick too this weekend, correct? A little bit. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> I'm told I did. Apparently, uh, I was being a little melodramatic. I don't think I was. You, did you have the man flu, as they call it? I absolutely had the man flu. Yeah. Apparently, twenty-four hour stomach bug that left me crippled in bed. Look, if I if I didn't spend, it was a nice sunny day, and I didn't go outside, and I didn't watch any football, 
and I just laid there in the darkness. So that's got to count for something, because that's not like me. Yeah, and it fins up. Dolphins won. <laughs> Against the Jets. The high-flying Jets. Nothing? No. You're just going to let it, because you didn't see I, it. Because I didn't see it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Well, um, our good friend uh, Josh over at... Uh, Oh, I had that was keeping me updated because I only had red zone. So he's keeping me updated on the Vikings. Uh, we're both Vikings fans. And of course, they tied with their rival Green Bay. Uh, I don't even know what that is. But let's not talk football. No one on listens to the radios wants to hear about football. Um, let's talk history. Unless they want to hear our uh, well-educated breakdowns. I don't think I could provide that. You might exactly. be able to. Me? God, no. I could tell you, mo uh, like I, I'll give you a, like I could count I on my years ago. You just you can hear me bitch that the only reason anyone breaks Dan Marino's records is because they're not allowed to fucking defend anyone anymore. <laughs> True, I can. Um, that's as rad years as it gets. That is rad years. Uh, yeah, you got to get our friend Jake. We are at this weird flea market where I bought all those Alf bumper stickers, which um, are is the prize. By the way, these 1987 ALF bumper stickers are the prize. If you find Squeezer, I know some people have tried. No, nope, that wasn't me. None have succeeded. If you find Squeezer in an episode of uh, Forensic Files, I will send you one of these re- like mint condition 1987 ALF bumper stickers. So in the same like old flea store, I don't even know what the hell to call that store. Which one? It's the one in the back of the farmer's market at the fairgrounds. Oh, that place is awesome. Yeah. It's well, they, so weird. They had a stack of like 1987 ALF bumper stickers, so I bought them all. Well, why wouldn't they? Probably just came in the stock. Well, they were stickered on the back for like 187 a piece, and they were selling them for a dollar. So they're probably, and they're, they go on eBay for like 12 bucks a piece. Damn. So I bought them all. He's got nope. t- tons of weird stuff. So there's all these old folders, and Jake bought our friend Dougie a Dan Marino one. Yeah, not you. What the hell? I know. Had to buy like Dougie a present. <laughs> Couldn't buy Squeezer a present. I would have bought no, it for you. I like presents. I spent all my cash on Alf bumper stickers. As you should. I believe that's mandatory. <laughs> I saw. I know. I saw them there last year when we were working there. And I wanted to come back and get them. I just didn't have cash on me, and I don't think Wait, this... so it was like a whole year later you came back and they were still there? Well, so they're at a different spot. So we spent the almost the entire time looking for them in there. We, we searched every nook and cranny of the store, and there's a lot of weird old shit there. Mm-hmm. Every nook and cranny. And then as Jake was going to pay for his 50-cent folder, there was the stack right by the register. And I'm like, I'll take these. <laughs> it was, it's, there's like 100 bumper stickers. Well, if you can find me. Yeah, if you can. If you and could, I have to go back and look because I, I don't fucking remember. That was like 10 years ago. But, but you went and verified that that wasn't you. I, I am well assured. I, I recall shooting that and I, I mean, was, if we have to, that was not me. If we have to reach out to Miss Janelle, I'm sure she could confirm 100% without even looking at I don't think she wants that on, on her portfolio that, you know, like she threw me down a flight of stairs. 
Oh, that was her who did it. No. no oh, oh, as as a bo- as your boss. Yeah, but you know, she didn't stop me. Right, but I'm I mean, more than happy to do if it. If we needed to confirm with her, I'm sure as 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 well as she knows all every every episode, she could probably confirm off the top of the head. Nope, that wasn't Squeezer. So we we still are in contact with the main producer. We can get very we can we have receipts, people. So don't think you could pull one fast one on us. And I wouldn't. I want you to have Elf bumper stickers. <laughs> Only if I start like making up emails and sending it in, so I get Elf bumper stickers. <laughs> uh, we also got, and I, I got to reach out to him to whether I should post it or not. Oh, I think it's posted actually, um, but I want to like make a message. Uh, if you go to radiers.com, uh, someone posted their their story of of Saturdays, or I'm not not on this. Let me just. I'm an idiot, so I got to just confirm where he posted this. But someone left a comment on one of our uh, our summer vacation blogs, mm-hmm. and he told basically his story. He basically wrote a blog as a as a comment, and it was an awesome story. And it's on there. I want to force everyone to read it, but I don't know if I can do that. Oh, so the Friday nights blog, um, Brian uh, commented. Uh, he's at uh, B-R-E-T-I-S-S-C-U-M on Instagram. He uh, <clears throat> gave us a, a good story about Friday nights and uh, TGIF and um, like watching stuff on TV on Friday nights. Really good good comment. That's on uh, radyears.com. You can go check that out. I'm going to start. I got some, I got some back-to-school uh-huh. stories. And then when I get back from uh, the Europeans... I'm going to start uh, the fabled Europe's. I'm going to start posting our Halloween blogs. Oh, well, look at Brian. You see that? That's good. That's a good. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. You can just post stuff on a website, eh? <laughs> yeah, he's Hi, actually Brian. showing He's actually showing you up. Our friend Brian has written more blogs on radiers.com than Squeezer Nice job, Brian. <laughs> Thanks. Little heads up next time. Oh, that's great. Or you could have just signed it Squeezer. <laughs> I would have sent you an ALF bumper sticker. How about that? <laughs> but first you would have had this email me about an episode of Forensic Files that you were in, have me send it to you, and then send it to Brian. It would have been a process, Squeezer. You wouldn't have wanted to do it. That's a lot of work. It'd be easier to probably just write something. I, I, lo- that. I feel bonded at the soul to this kid because he said when ECW debuted on TNN on Friday nights in August of 99, it literally mm-hmm. took over his life. Yep. And uh, I could relate. So, Brian, we are uh, soulmates. But thank you for that post. And if you have any more... I was more... watching the, the shoot video of Paul Heyman ripping on the network when they got word that Vince was bought his way in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get hit. Uh, fantastic. And meanwhile, he was under uh, payroll uh, by Vince at the time. Yeah. Get your uh, bingo card out. Uh, this week's uh, <laughs> something to wrestle. Well, last week's two weeks ago, technically, when you're listening to this, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard talks about the 9/11 post 9/11 SmackDown show. Mm-hmm. We all watched. We all cried. Uh, but the, Bruce was there and he talked about it. And he talked about like when 9/11 was happening. The the, the one funny story with Paul Heyman on the phone with his dad in New York and like two minutes before anything was reported on the news because because of the, the delay, Paul would be like, 
a plane hit the Pentagon, and like a, maybe a minute, two minutes later, they'd be like, a plane hit the Pentagon also, and they'd be like, what, is Paul on the phone with the president? <laughs> but no, he was on the phone with his dad, who was in New York, who had the non-delayed feed. Uh, that's, a, that's a good episode. If, if you want like a, a way into that podcast, that's a good one to listen to. Squeezer, you have a too big of a laundry list. I'm, de- I'm denying you the, the right. Well, I was actually thinking, I started downloading a couple. I just haven't got a chance to listen yet. He's one of my favorites, and I suggest anyone who gets Really? <laughs> I've just, him and Conrad soothe me. They just, and Even when they're talking about stuff I don't know about, I just like listening to them talk. I think that's, I hope that's what people like about us. I, I like to think it's completely content-driven. <laughs> it makes it easier. Ah... So you want to should we talk a little history squeezer before we get into? Uh, uh, sure. This clip uh, is moderately related to the topic. All right. I really feel awful about your lawn, Marge. George can be so stubborn when he thinks he's right. My homer too. There's so much alike. Too bad they got off on the wrong foot. It's just like the Noriega thing. Now he <laughs> and George are the best of friends. <laughs> Uh, on uh, September 29th, 1990. That's right. I did the math and looked ahead as to what the date is when you're listening to this show. Look at that. That's commitment. Uh, an English uh, Springer Spaniel released a book. Yes, Millie's book, as dictated by Barbara Bush. This fucking thing went number t- one on the New York Times bestseller and spent like 23 weeks on some other bestseller list. And it's all about the life of the dog in the White House. Just like... You remember um, this thing? Just like Mike Pence's gay cat. Or gay bunny. Right? Gay bunny, right? Yeah, uh, I think it's gay bunny, yeah. But this was real. Well, that's real too, but this was actually released by Barbara Bush, and that money went to charity. Uh, I, don't, I don't think uh, Mike Pence actually wrote a book about his gay cat or rabbit. So this is like... I, I did not know about this, so this has been a long time. Didn't um, didn't the Clintons have a book by Sox? Yeah, I think Barbara Bush is the one that started this. Okay, so it's like a thing now. Yeah, and of course, you know, all the money it was. I think like eight hundred thousand dollars went to uh, went to a charity for uh, like a literacy foundation. Why so didn't serve like a good purpose? Why didn't like Melania that? write about her pet jackalope or whatever? <laughs> I'm assuming she has some. Like Siberian tiger or something. Oh, that'd be hyenas, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it had but to yeah, be my of pen. course it's of course though it's after taxes donated. So it's not like all the proceeds of this book got donated here. I mean they do, but they made the money, then they donated it. So it was like a seven hundred thousand dollar tax write off. Well. Yeah. Which is good for them. It's the way it works. Yeah, that's, you know. that's how America works. But you're also the president of the United States, so you really don't pay taxes to begin with. Squeezer, we need to figure out how to get some big-time tax write-offs. All right, let's go get a dog can, and can, have it write a book. I don't buy it either. Can we retro... Because, look, dogs can play poker. Mm-hmm. They make excellent detectives. Mm-hmm. But I do not believe dogs are quality authors. <laughs> well, you got us there. Question. Could we retroactively yes. go back and write off every expense from our childhood as research for the show? 
Um, I'm starting to do some shady things with new stuff that I do buy. And by shady, you mean completely legal and don't look into it at all, IRS. Look, I don't make enough money and. How do you know Erwin R. Scheister doesn't listen to this podcast, Squeezer? That would be awesome. Please come on the show. You can we'll, we'll talk to you, and I promise we won't make it uncomfortable at all. Uh uh-uh. uh I will. Even though I was a big Boss Man fan, so I liked IRS. I liked him when he was with Million Dollar Man because I always liked Million Dollar Man mm-hmm. when they were uh, Money Inc. But then they had to take on um, the uh, what the hell did they even call themselves? Hulk Hogan and Brutus, his brother, brother, his work brother. I'm sorry. His, yeah, it's not a shoot brother. It's work brother, brother, brother. Brother, brother. I don't know. Something. They're called the Hulkamanian bruises. Barbers. Oh, people are yelling at us right now. <laughs> like, Stop talking about wrestling and stop talking about nothing. Talk about... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can talk about wrestling all you want. Just get it right. Right. <laughs> this show is content-driven, goddammit. Sure. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about tonight? Well, I was going to try to be clever, like when you said we're back, or I said we're back, and like back to where, and you were going to say back to school. Oh, uh, that's but probably something that, that should be rehearsed. So let's time, right? let's just scrap the last five minutes. All right, here we go. It's only been five minutes, right? All right. <laughs> I'm just playing the theme song over again. All right. And then get ready for it. I'm going to do a quick fade out. Ready? We're back. Back to where? Back to school. That was good. That was good. We hit our mark. Yeah. I'm proud of us. I think it works. That was good. So, uh, no more complaining, people. We just gave you gold. I'm more of a silver. <laughs> so, you, you, you agree with Frank, uh, L. Frank Baum, or whatever the fuck his name was? complained about the gold standard Dorothy's slippers Look, were we just got back on track <laughs> Dorothy's slippers were silver not ruby god damn it there was an allegory the whole book was fucking allegorical allegorical I said that right alright you're first so you ready uh yes hold on I gotta queue up I forgot I got a queue here um yeah there it comes where is it all right, here's Squeezer's first pick. Hey, guys. Hey, Dad. Look what your dad got you. Cool, right? Huh? The Shvetas? They are huge in Sweden. Thanks, Dad. Backpacks your kids will really love. All 30 to 40% off. No one gets back to school like Kmart. Ah. Yeah, what is Kmart? I remember at a certain point, that's all we had. Mm-hmm. There, I grew up with no Walmart or Target in my my area. Well, we had like you know, Lane Co. We did. We had Lane Co. Uh, and we had the various drugstores, which I'll talk about later. Drugstores mm-hmm. used to be much more departmental than they are now. Yeah, and bigger. But yeah, I think Kmart was Kmart was it? I remember when a Walmart came in. I'm like, what the hell is a Walmart? Yeah, you'd get your like like costumes at like a um, your Halloween costumes because they only came in the like the box with the smock and the mask mm-hmm. and like all the makeup and everything at like your your pharmacies and your uh like like Hallmark st- you know, all the decorations were at the Hallmark stores like mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? The, so. Yeah, Kmart was like the only big box store, really, like the end all be all. And that's where we would go to get our backpacks. Yes. Uh, I have two very fond ones in particular that I recall. So I had my, of course, my Ninja Turtle one. Um, and it was just one of those basic ones, just one pocket, but who cares? Cause you had the Ninja Turtles on it and it had like a, like a bluish purpley kind of trim to it. Uh, and then my favorite though, my, my crowning joy, uh, it was early nineties. And because of that, the whole dream team thing was still big. Oh yeah. So I was into basketball, but I wasn't. It's so like I was into the hype that was basketball. I'm like, wow, people like this, and it's cool. Everyone, I don't think I ever watched. watched a game. I did all the time. Um, I have no recollection of it whatsoever. All I know is I loved uh, my backpack and my attire. So I would go to school, and I had my basketball backpack, which was a rather generic style. But on the pencil pocket, it was clear, but it had this mesh webbing on it that was supposed I don't know why they just didn't use nylon netting, but it was this weird rubbery kind of feel to it. And it would start to actually kinda of like mold and decay over time, which is really weird. Yeah. And I would kind of squeeze it and then also kind of chew on it. You'd squeeze but it, huh? It was it was that was my pride and joy was that backpack. And I'd I'd rock that with my uh my Phoenix Suns T shirt that I had for some reason. Well, I know why you had that, because after Charles Barkley left the Sixers to the Phoenix Suns, everybody owned a Phoenix Sun t-shirt. Yeah, but I probably didn't even know that. Yeah, but they were sold everywhere because of that reason around okay, here. Okay, good point. So then Mama Squeezer, you know, grabbed me one. Oh, hey, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. Uncle Squeezer says hello. I don't think she's been in the last two episodes, so. No, she was there. She was there? No, she wasn't in the 87. Yeah, I got a tally running. I got to pay those residuals out at the end of the month. Yeah, that's that, get your bingo card out and mark Schmuffin and Schmuffin or whatever. <laughs> She's giving me sass for that one. Uh, I, re- I don't really recall backpacks. I liked more gimmick pack pack. Back, uh, I can't speak. So that should be a bingo thing when Ryan can't speak or say a word right uh, on Ryan Radier's bingo. I'm going to make these cards and put them on our website. Uh, I was more into gimmick backpacks than I was necessarily uh, like character IP driven backpacks. Mm -hmm. So if there was a backpack that had like a gimmick to it, like a certain special pocket or a certain doodad or gadget on it, I was more interested in that than, than having like Batman or, or something on my backpack. So yeah, gimmick backpacks were my, my bread and butter. I got you. Yeah, we didn't go far into the... Li- like, the only licensed one I had, I think, was that Ninja Turtle one. Uh, other than that, then, like, as you got older, then it was just kind of streamlined. Just I'd always have to go with, like, a black one just because... I don't know. Yeah, you get your... God forbid I have a pop of color on me. Jansport was owned by VF, so we'd go to the outlet store and you'd pick out whatever oh, yeah. irregular Jansport backpack you wanted. What was it East Pack or whatever? That was the one the rich kids had. Woohoo. You know, but all those poor kids had the Jansport. Yeah. There, there was one kid, one of my good friends, and he had one that was, it was like a wide load. It was like basically a double backpack, and it was, um, 
like it would it would stick out beyond his shoulders both sides and it had like two buckles it would flip over and snap down and you could literally like as you would you know stack all your books in one backpack you could do that on both sides of it this thing was enormous wow you could just see the pain in his back <laughs> as he's struggling this that became a thing too do you remember like the news would report on it oh yeah like, kids oh, in the future will all have hunches and <laughs> and uh, what's that spine scoliosis from the books they're carrying. Meanwhile, every day of my life, I carry around about fifty pounds in my backpack now, and there's no problem whatsoever. People fucking run marathons. It's called rucking. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Yeah, we used to have to do that with deer meat. Yeah, I guess when you're growing, uh, maybe it, I, you know, I, I still think they're just fucking fabricating it because nothing wrong. Yeah, I've got something to bitch about. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Now these kids have to all have clear backpacks, right? Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to have. Well, it's either security or they just realized it was just too much fun <laughs> to be had. You have to quash that fun early on. Now I, I buy. Um, so I get. I have to get new backpacks all the time because we wear out backpacks. Pre- like, I was telling Enchantress tonight when we were talking about this episode, like, in high school, I just refused to care. I was a fucking dickhead in high school. There's a story that uh, my senior year of high school, every year we'd be issued a uh, school-branded uh, uh, planner for the school year, like, to plan, mm-hmm. you know, like a calendar, like a, a planner. Yep. And my senior year, I took my school-issue planner, and I'm sitting in my integrated English history class just ripping large sections out of it. And my the English teacher came in and goes, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just tearing out the sections. I know I'm not gonna do any work anyway. I don't wanna, I'm trying to consolidate." So par- oh, I used to do it all the time. Well, I they'd mean, have like the rules and like where to find fire extinguishers and shit. No, I was tearing out like dates. Oh no, like, I would leave the dates. I would no, just use it as a planner. Four months I was tearing out that <laughs> I planned on not doing any work, and. Like, I was checked out in, like, sophomore year. High school was not for me. I was more like, get. I was spent my entire senior year in a television studio, which doesn't surprise anyone who knows me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not into learning things. <laughs> um, and now I just, like, read, like, learning. I watch learning videos and shit. On now, now I have a desire. But back then, I just wanted to learn the craft. And, like, I didn't. So, I was, so a parent-teacher day comes in, and all the parents. How'd that come, work out for you? Well, look at me now. I... We're, we're doing a podcast uh, for fun and we're, we're busting our ass to pay for it so we can give it to you people. I don't know. I think it actually worked out well that we have this. What? We figured out how to make a podcast and make it sound, you know, not two weeks ago, but nor- almost every week sound pretty good. So that worked out for me well, I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, so they had a, a parent-teacher day, and all the te- kids come, our parents come in, they sit, they go through the kids' schedule, but not for a full class, like 10 minutes at a time to meet the teachers. And so my dad sits down in this class, and the teacher starts telling the story of the student who was ripping out sex, large sections of his planner and throwing them away. And when she asked why, he said, because he didn't plan on doing any work during then. And my dad just started, like, he turned red, and he started slinking into the seat, because without even telling him, he knew it was me. And he came home and he asked, he's like, ah, was this you? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me. So that's that's a true story uh, from Ryan um, right there. RK, I was a little dick. 
I didn't really give a fuck about high school. It's not the best years of your life, kids. Actually, no kids are listening to this. Everyone who's <laughs> everyone listening to this has been through and knows that. I don't know who just I'm just nodding their head. Yeah, I don't know. yes, uh-huh. you're right. It's not. It's horrible. The best years of your life were the rad years that we're talking about. I disagree. I think now is pretty awesome. Yeah, now is pretty awesome. Because I get to still have those rad years, and you know. Yeah, but people talk now. But like the move, the movies at the time, like American Pie, would make you think that those four years of high school were the best years oh, of your life. Oh God, high school is absolutely meaningless. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you peak in high school, man, fuck. I'm still waiting to peak, which is a good thing, I guess. Nah, I did it. Uh, 1993. Yep. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> All right. Seeing but... Jurassic Park was the greatest achievement of my life. Oh, okay. That's fair. Oh, you know, and my, you know, daughter, of course, and all that. But no, Jurassic Park, number one. Um Well, that's good. Uh all right, I just totally lost. Where were we going with this? We're talking about backpacks, right? Yes, we were. We went down a, we were tangenting like crazy there. We're, we're on a tangent roll tonight. I recording? don't think we started the show yet. <laughs> that just made me think, am I recording? I don't know. Hold on, let me check. It wouldn't be a bad thing if you weren't. No, we're on a roll, Squeezer. Come on. Okay. All right, we're 29 minutes into this. I am feeling good about it. Jesus Christ. All right, uh, I guess it's time for me to give my first pick, right? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Here is my first uh, entry into this awesome show. Hey, Penny, what do they call these shoes anyway? Air Penny. Hmm, so who you guys playing tonight anyway? Minnesota. Oh, Los Lobos. I guess you going for the big numbers tonight, huh? Now I want you to work them inside, work them outside. I'm sitting triple double here. Now, Penny, 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 I want to say hello to my man Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett? Yeah, 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 Garnett. We went to high school together. Tell him little Penny from the science club says hello. Can you do that for a brother? <laughs> Can you not? Uh, how do you not love little Penny? So... You're talking basketball, Squeezer. As someone who, uh, and I say, when I say played sports, imagine air quotes around played. I participated in sports, but I was into the sneakers. Um, it started when my mom probably bought me my first pair of Nikes. And when I went, I saw, uh, I, when I was in Catholic school, we had to wear like dress shoes most mm-hmm. of the time. And I'll talk more about that later. We only got to wear sneakers uh, once a year. And the first part of my story, and I, I should have found a commercial for Reebok pumps now that I think about this. And nine, when, when Reebok pumps came out in 93, I was in third grade, and my dad came home one night with a pair of Reebok pumps for me and my brother. We were the coolest kids in the entire school. My mom flipped at my dad. She was ready to kill him because we weren't rich in fact we were pretty close to being poor we were upper lower middle middle class and at that point we might have been lower lower middle class uh 1993 i think i was 11 and my brother was 13 
So he he came home and my bro- he get the blue and black ones with the basketball pump for what he got for my brother. And for me, he got the like teal and black with the cross trainer pump. Everyone on on gym day just wanted to pump my sneakers, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> it was awesome, but yeah. I, I, since then, I had like. Mario Brothers shoes from James Way are LA gears in some fashion, like LA lights or LA regulators. Yeah. But then I got to uh, public school after the Catholic school debacle and you wore sneakers every day. And my mom was like, okay, we'll get you uh, a pair of Nikes. And she bought me, I was big into baseball over every sport my entire life. And uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was the man squeezer. Was he not? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right. He was, so the not the, the teal and black pair that most people know about, but the white and black pair of Ken Griffey Jr. Nike shoes, they were super hot. Everyone wanted them. Uh, my mom took me to the Foot Locker, and uh, I now wear a size 13, so I did, that just proves to you I have, I have fucking big clown feet. But I started like a growth spurt. I was the shortest kid in my class at one point, and... Then I just, I'm not like, I'm six foot, I'm not like a monster, but I just started growing uh, f- from being really tiny to not. And she took me into Foot Locker and she thought, oh, these she, these are like $50, a kid's version. Oh, yeah, I'll get them for you. And they're like, he's got to buy men's. But at that point, my mom couldn't back down. She already offered to buy them for me. So um, yeah, I got, I got my first like pair of like expensive like nice Nike shoes and I love I still wear Nike's all day every day as but not like you don't need to get them expensive anymore you know uh but I remember getting the Air Penny 2s and that the, the, what that commercial was little penny was played by Chris Rock is this little puppet that uh that would talk it was a version a puppet version of Penny Hardaway and he was it was of course played by Chris Rock and he was sarcastic and he bust on Penny all the time I remember the one commercial where they were watching and it was a commercial where Penny was showing off his shoes without little Penny. And you thought like big Penny thought he was going to be pissed. And at the end he just goes, I guess Spike Lee wasn't available. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just ripping on him. They were great and it worked because everyone had little pennies. And I think the, my most like prideful and um, like, I wish I still had them pair of shoes I ever owned were the Air Jordan 11 Chicago Bull colorways. So this was right after. So Jordan retired, decided he was going to go play baseball. You don't need, this is rad years 101 because this isn't sports we're talking here. This was so much of the pop culture lexicon at the time, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. They made a fucking Looney Tunes movie about it called Space Jam, for fuck's sake. So... Michael Jordan retired from basketball. And at this point, he is the fucking man. Everyone likes basketball. Everyone likes Michael Jordan. And if you're thinking nowadays, like, oh, like LeBron James, no way. This, there there might have been a few Jordan haters, but Jordan was loved every city he went to. Like, if you like the Sixers, Jordan came to town. You're cheering for the Sixers, but you are going to see Jordan. Am I right? Am I wrong in this assessment? I, I think so. <laughs> Wait, you think I'm I mean, wrong? yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I know, I had no idea what basketball was. All I knew is Michael Jordan was awesome. Right. But you, you said, I think so. As in, you think I'm right, not wrong. Yes. I think you're right. Yes. So, uh, when he retired to play baseball, it was huge news and he went to play 
for um, a double A team, the Bingingham something socks uh, are, uh, we didn't do well. You know, he went to double A, you know, kind of like Tim Tebow is right now, but he was, he really wasn't like killing it. Um, and he decided out of nowhere to come back and, um, his first like Air Jordan after he came back was the 11. And that's when he formed in 1996 his like dream team. I mean, we talked about dream team earlier, but that's when he brought Dennis Rodman in. And I was a mm-hmm. huge Rodman fan, as we talked about. Um, I don't know if we talked, I talked about it with you. No, I think we addressed it on the show. We did address it on the show. Yeah. Okay. So I was a huge Dennis Rodman fan because he was, he was just like an awesome. I liked this, watching him play for the Spurs. He, no one played defense like him in the history of NBA. And Jordan brought him on the team, and they were this unstoppable team, the 96 Chicago Bulls. And those Air Jordan 11s, black with the red bottoms, were my, my fucking pride and joy. Uh, they were so cool. Like, ugh, wish I still had them. I couldn't get, I wouldn't be allowed to wear them out today. You know, I'd be laughed and mocked and ridiculed. But in uh, ninth grade, I rocked the hell out of those. But the, the the fresh shoes you get in the summer before the first day of school was always a very important rite of passage, correct? I was never cool enough for it. I was so indifferent to it. Like I, I like sneakers were just it was just something I had to wear. Oh really? all I my see. friends they would have the catalogs, they were so into it. Oh, the East Bay catalogs? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Obsessed with it. Yeah. And I was just me. I was that kid. I wanted the BK Ratchet Tex. Oh, British Knights. Yeah. All right. I wanted something ridiculous. Uh, I I wanted I wanted how you wanted your backpack. You wanted the gimmick. Yeah. That's how I wanted my sneakers. Oh, they yeah. had to do something for me if I wanted. Like I, if they had a pump, they had to have like different kind of pumps and release valves and all kinds of goofy shit. Oh yeah, Reebok had those in later um, years. Yeah, I well, yeah, I talked about those. I had the ones with the actual little like orange basketball, not just the logo pump and stuff that they had on some of them. Yeah, that's how my brothers were. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I, I I just never I just never got into the shoe thing. So you do you are you flat footed or do you have a high arch? Uh, rather flat. See, I have a high arch, so sneakers meant the world to me. I still can only wear Nikes and sometimes Adidas, but like if I like. Okay, so here's a funny story, and I'm going to embarrass myself. Well, you see, most of my shoes, I have, like, you know, Adidas, just the canvas, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I had Vans and um, Converse and Airwalks back when I was, you know, I would, I would skateboard. I wasn't that good, but I owned a board. Oh, Airwalks. Yeah. Um, but I was, my, my high arch, I couldn't wear the flat shoes. I still have them. I still have the Nike, I'm not sorry, the Nike, the, the Vans, Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, Safans. Mm-hmm. But I can't wear them all day because my feet like are killing me by the end of the day. So uh, I would skateboard in my fucking Penny Hardaways, and my friends would make fun of me. But you know, I couldn't I couldn't wear the Airwalks because it hurt my feet. Uh, but then once I started rollerblading <laughs> instead, you know, I didn't need to wear shoes. I'm a because you know you look so much cooler so in your rollerblades. So much cooler. I had K two fatties with the uh, grind plates in the middle. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, a true story. So now I'm gonna go slink into the corner and cry. Uh, for real, don't forget it. your rollerblades. Oh, 
Ugh. You know what? I want to get rollerblades and get out again. They were fun, Squeezer. And a I good, don't. I and a good exercise. I wore them sitting on my ass more than I did actually standing on them. So I was pretty good. I had a pretty good, like I could like uh, uh, like off a set of stairs, like a small like three step, and like do a full flip in the air and land mostly on my feet and not die. If if you were to put me on a slightly elevated plane, and and just let me loose down a slope to a slightly lower elevation there is a 70% chance I fall on my ass. 30% chance I I crack my skull. I like those chances. So either way, it's 100% chance of me falling down. I still like those chances. Oh. No, for you getting out there. Let's do it. All right. Uh, You're more spry than you are, I think, in your youth. Oh, no, I am. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I would still fall on my ass each and every time. I don't know. I don't believe that. All right. Uh, We each got one pick out of the way. I think it's safe to move on. That's not a positive way to look at things. I think so. uh, We're not getting him out of their way. We're indulging ourselves. Yeah, well, we're... We're looking back with cherished memories. (laughs) We're 40 minutes into the show. People are like, they're only one pick they should be wrapping up by now. Honestly, when I looked at this, I figured this show would be maybe an hour. Right. And we're almost, we're 20 minutes away from that. We're well, it, it is an, an hour of content maybe by the time we're done. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Squeeze, here's your next. You need to set it up or you re- just let me go? Uh, no, it'll explain itself. All right, here's Squeeze with the next one. It's what my driver's license says. Yes, hail to the bus driver, bus driver man. Was that his dream before he crashed, right? What? No, that was the end of the episode. Oh, uh, okay. When Otto gets his uh, uh, probationary license back. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so the your initial, not the initial, but, you know school bus rides throughout the year the first one's always the scariest uh you never know what to expect right and and for me it was like those are probably some of my fondest memories actually riding that damn school bus i i met one of my like best friends there you know you, we lived right down the street but because at that age what i mean like six years old it's just enough distance and blocks that i'm not gonna bump into this kid playing yet yeah, right. But he just so happens to be on the same school bus because right. the bus picks him up like two blocks away. And, you know, you, that, and then you become best of friends. Ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, you go for the hump seat, right? Right. Always. Maybe not you because you had long, lanky legs. And I'm yeah, sure I it was always s- uncomfortable for you. No, I was a little midget until. Well, I, I, I liked it because I could have knee support because my feet wouldn't touch the ground until I was maybe a senior. Um,. <laughs> Which I was probably, hopefully, I was driving my own car by then, maybe. Um, and then, but the best part, though, is, is when you you time. Would you time the bumps? Uh, I believe, yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to time the speed bumps with those, especially if you're on the wheels and you jump and try to hit your head off the ceiling. Yeah, I've succeeded before. It's fantastic. Uh, 
Although I did tell the story the one time where I did hit my head off the ceiling because the bus driver drove over my friend's dog. He told that horrific story. Yeah. That's that's for right. If you want to if you want to re-traumatize yourself, feel no. free by all means go back. Um, but for me, like the coolest thing about it was discovering new neighborhoods. Because it would, it's, you know, each year would be a different route. Because um, you know they'd change shit around, and it's not places you would normally drive, like with your parents going somewhere, or right. like you would wander off on your bike. Right. So well, like, I think it taught us, it, it helped teach us bike paths later on. Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah. Yeah, and you were starting to be able to connect things as you go through. And you would discover shit that you had no idea was ever there. So my uh, bus path was a little even more wild than the normal because we lived in the Parkland School District, a public school district, but I went to a Catholic school in uh, kind of the city, uh, St. Francis, you know where that is in relation it was a pretty far bus ride. We still got picked up by a full-size Parkland bus. It wasn't even a, sh- a short bus. So it was a full-size Parkland bus, and there's maybe 10 kids on it uh, taking us to uh, uh, St. Francis. That's a hell of a... I, I wouldn't even imagine like driving some of those routes, though, because you're like in the... Some of those areas are like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like all cornfield and shit. <coughs> Me, it was all just mall traffic. Do you still like when you wake up, like and it's like a crisp fall morning and it's really early? Do you still get the sense of when you're waiting for the like? Does it still feel? Oh, yes. Like that those mornings you were waiting for the bus. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, there was something about that. Yeah, getting out there early. It's like the closest thing. Like, uh, well, yeah, it might have been the only fresh air that two even got like for the next like eight hours. It's true. School kind of, school weather kind of peaked at Halloween. Uh, for me, it's like the memories of like good sc- school weather went like you start like what it's, it's warm and like summer's winding down. Nights start getting cooler. Mornings are crisper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it all like leads to Halloween. And after that, it's just garbage waiting for Christmas to come. Mm-hmm. And then after Christmas, it's just miserable waiting for. Oh, God, it was brutal. The end of the school year. If you were lucky, you had a parent that loved you, and they'd sit there and keep the air uh, heat running. Right. Well, on the worst days, yeah. But, you know, we were kind of down the street, really. So um, I just remember uh, always thinking from first day of school till Halloween was always my favorite, like, weather period. Oh, yeah. In school. Even, like, more, even more than spring. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That feeling Because like, you still had a little bit of, like, piss and vinegar in you for school. It's like, yeah, this is going to be fun. By spring, you're like, you're, you're dead here. inside, yeah. Yeah, you just, you're getting, like, stir-crazy. But, like, you're, like, you're excited to see your friends, and you're planning, like, like slumber parties with all your buddies on weekends where it's still warm enough for you guys to ride bikes all night long. Yeah. Yeah, and I like, I just, I'm a fan of the fall. I like the weather. And, yeah, there was something... About that, like those fresh, crisp mornings, uh, yeah, kind of like woke you up. Too. Yeah, it energizes you. Yeah, it gives you like yeah. that burst, and I, I still get that. Like I, I'm, you know me, I'm not a fucking morning person. Mm-hmm. I am the opposite of a morning person. And Chantress is probably laughing right now at the, the fact that I even enjoy anything about a morning. But um, I, I do sometimes like that feeling. I don't want to feel it all the time. Mm-hmm. I, like I could, I could get it like maybe once a year, but 
Yeah. No, it's it's my it's like my favorite part about it. it. And it's... and I'm all, I'm kind of bummed already. Thing is, it's coming up on like the end of September, and I haven't even had like a glimpse of that yet. Yeah, it's still like ninety. Is, is it always supposed to be this humid in September? Uh, I, feel... I don't think so. No. It feels like August. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm gonna miss fall. We we always October miss better fall. better be crisp and cool. Yeah, I'm hoping. It's the one thing I have to look forward to. And it's only been in the last like I don't know five or six years that. No, I don't believe that. It's not true. Why? No, it's not true. Everything's fine. Weather <laughs> patterns are cyclical. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm standing in waist high water. All right. Uh, yeah. So, what do you have any like good bus ride stories, like like your most memorable? Because I've got a good one that isn't very embarrassing that you'll probably get a kick out of. Uh. Well, I I told my dog one. <laughs> yeah. Please don't tell that again. Okay. Um. No. Go ahead. I'll think of something. Okay. So when I was in second grade, uh, the bus driver was kind of a bitch, and I don't really remember this at all. But my friend, uh, Will, at the time, was like my, my best friend at Catholic school up until I left and went to Parkland school. And he got, you know, went off his own path. And I went my own way. But uh, back then, we were like peas and carrots, like Jenny and Forrest. And um, I obviously was Forrest, even though you'd think I'm more of Jenny, but I'm definitely <laughs> Forrest. So we I would... could see it work either way. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I guess the bus driver told us we couldn't sit together and uh, she, and the bus driver wouldn't let us sit together and she was kind of a, a bitch uh, to everybody. So, and again, I don't remember any of this, but apparently I got a petition. I drafted a, a petition in second grade to have the bus driver removed from the bus and got it signed. And she found it and showed my mom. She got a big kick out of it because look at the little Forrest Gump back here getting a petition signed. And second grade, what was I, eight? Ugh, seven? Uh, Maybe she was just afraid of the relationship that uh, you two were. What, me and Jenny? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but it was beautiful and didn't need to be interrupted. Uh, bus drivers are uh, normally cantankerous, to say the least. Well, w wouldn't you be? <laughs> I guess. I guess if you just a bunch like, of a... little shits that, and oh, I'm sure you two are just angels sitting there. Just oh, not at all. School. No, you're probably two pains in the asses. Right. And she just wants to get in, get out. You're probably sitting there watching. You know she's probably just trying to take a swig when you're not looking. <laughs> but she's got to keep an eye on you. She can't reach for the whiskey. Oh, uh, yeah. She knows I have a sense for it. Uh, yeah, no. we all, all Ours were always weird. Yeah, the only thing... I, I don't have anything real specific. Like, outside of, you know, sadness. Like, meet my best friend. Uh, uh, the... Uh, when you'd steal the leather punches from the leather shop class and then heat them up with a lighter and melt patterns in the uh, seat backs. No? I didn't do that. But the uh, biggest treat of all, though, was uh, fire drill day. 
you know how excited you get when they pull up and the door, the side wouldn't open? You're like, oh, we get to go out the door, and you get to jump out the back. Right. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was it's jumping the out most the exciting yeah. moment of your yeah, life. Yeah, that was that was the best. That and was the best. That's thing. literally what you talked about. Like for the rest of the day, was I got to jump out the back of the bus. Right, and like the cool kids always sat in the back of the bus. That's why when you first heard the Rosa Parks story, it made no sense at all. But now, <laughs> now as an adult, everyone you want to sit in the front of the bus so you can get right off. So yes. it makes complete sense. But as a kid, you're like. Well, what the fuck? Why didn't she want to sit in the back of the bus? Like, that's where all the cool kids sit. It's so fucked up. Well, it's, it's not fucked up as much as it is ignorant, but... Well, yeah, but that's what makes it fucked up. Right. Yes. I mean, it's not as ignorant as... I mean, you're a kid. You're an idiot, so... Yes. Like, they don't teach you, like, when you're an adult, you suffer, so you want to sit as close to the... Like, I, I don't want to get anywhere near the back of the bus now as an adult. I don't want to get really near the front of the uh, bus either because I don't want the bus driver to talk to me. I want to get to a place in the bus where no one will look, talk, see, smell, sense me, and I won't sense them. <laughs> I want a private, like, magneto holding cage on the bus. I believe they're called cars. Where I can sit and play plastic chess and await my, my arrival. I mean, last time you and I tried to take a bus, it broke down, and we had to take a psychotic... <clears throat> Uber ride to New York Comic Con. That was fun though. That was fun. It was totally worth it. Yeah, it was worth. You could, if you find my Twitter, you can go back. I live tweeted the whole thing. It was. We weren't sure if we we're gonna make it. I I had to pee at a Home Depot underneath the Secaucus. Yeah. Secaucus. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. You gotta go. You gotta go. He was waiting for us though. So. Yeah, I was surprised. Me too. I thought he'd be long gone. Yeah. But uh, he wanted his money, so he got us there. Nothing like listening to the um, Lord of the Rings score and some heavy fucking EDM turn around to some, what was it, uh, Disturbed? Uh, it might have been. I was literally too afraid for my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you were like writing your last will and testament. Yeah, normally so I'm like, I'm prepared for this moment, <laughs> but that one I was not. Like, this is really how it's going to go down, huh? Right. Um, I'm sure it would have been a better story had we been brutally killed. Sure. Um, but uh, since we good. were now, that's the end of it. Yeah, it was still good. We we made it to New York Comic Con, and it was a good yeah. year. So we got dropped right off. Hey, I didn't yeah. need to walk from. Uh, yeah, we kind of we got dropped off in a big break in the line, so we just got it and got right in. Yeah, no one even noticed. No Thank one God. noticed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, do you have another bus story or should we move on? Uh, let's move on. All right, here we go. Uh, my, <laughs> my second pick. Here it is. Three hours into the show. Drug Emporium. Shop the sensible way. Because our prices are low and it's great to know that we keep them that way. Drug Emporium's everyday low prices add up to big savings if you're getting set for back to school. Stock up on health and beauty supplies, vitamins, batteries, binders, backpacks, and snacks. It's all in our Drug Emporium Get Set for School flyer at the best prices in town. Drug Emporium, sensible way to shop. As the commercial tells you, Squeezer. That's so catchy. Right. Drug Emporium. Do you remember Drug Emporium? I do. Yeah, it was a drugstores used to be a lot larger than they are now. Uh, pharmacies and drugstores. 
There was far more. There was Drug Emporium. There were they're big, like almost mini like Walmarts. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this in particular Drug Emporium was actually closer to your house than my house growing up. And we'd go there for our back to school supplies because there was no staples or office max really at the time. So there was nowhere to like go. There was no Target or Walmart either. You went to Drug Emporium to get it. And I just remember how much I love shopping for back to school. Like like Enchantress still, like if I take her into Tiffany, if, if I, you know, I could, if I, there's a chance between taking her to Tiffany's or taking her to the back to school section at Target. And she's definitely more swoony in the back to school section at Target. Looking at pens and stationery and, and composition books. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Than she would be like jewelry. Uh, but there's something like, I don't know, cathartic about all of that. Like your fresh, your fr- like erasers and pens and uh, everybody loves it. Like that's why everyone steals stationery from your, your supply closet at work. Because <laughs> people, you know, you want that shit. You don't necessarily need it, but you fucking want it. I, I think it's a sense of hope. You think by having something that's going to help you stay organized is going to keep you organized? Right. It's why I got the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil because I thought, like right now it's it's used to play our clips. <laughs> and I, I use it basically to watch Netflix and Hulu on all the time. I use it all the time, but I rarely use it to stay organized like I bought it for. I was like, I'm going to take this pencil and it's, I'm going to get creative. These are the tools that are going to, yeah, but when your brain doesn't work, the tools yeah, can't do anything. Not going to translate to the hardware. Yeah. So it still goes on today, but yeah, the the hope squeezer. I get that. Yeah. Like you see I, in your I mind like what the, you could do with it. You're never going to do it, but you still no. see in your mind what you. And could it's also do with a smell it. thing. I I think it's the, just the chemicals alone is enough to, you know, get the blood pumping. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Just like uh, the thought, like the the the. The plastic and cheap cardboard and glue mm-hmm. that they use to put it all together yeah, smells. Just the chemicals used in creating paper, which are like extremely toxic. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of refreshing. That combination alone is enough to get the blood flowing on any. Uh, and for me, it was like all the and all the stuff you didn't need. Mm-hmm. Like all, all just. I didn't different. need 500 different pen erasers because it didn't work on any pen, but I wanted well, them. Exactly. Yeah. But give me some like basic push pens. Uh, that's yeah, that's where we differ. You like the the classic Bic, regular like IRS auditor pen. Oh no, I love those now. But like back in the day, remember the the, the push pencils? Well, one that that you have to like 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 you you could use as a needle to inject in your body like a syringe. Well, no these these were the ones they were like individual cartridges. Oh, like but out, if you lost one cartridge, the whole pencil was fucked. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't really, when the one went down, you had to pull it out and put it back in the top. I to remember getting those more at like novelty and Dollar Tree stores than like a stationery store proper. Oh, yeah, but that w- I would always make sure to have one of those for school because, <coughs> you know, that would make you learn better. Oh, yeah. I had one I got at Dollar Tree, and then these are from my Dollar Tree memories show that we scrapped. Mm-hmm. That had oh, like we'll a different color pencil or crayon as each one, so you'd have to go through like all twenty-four little pushes to get to the color oh, you want. Yeah, and then I had one of these, and I will get there. I had I like, and you know, the four-color pens. Uh huh. Well, I had like a seventy-seven thousand-color pen that I got at Dollar Tree. <laughs> you remember when those were huge? It had like every color known to man in it, and it was like like 
the side and like it looked it it looked like a fucking vibrating dildo. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the size and the shape of it. But it wasn't. It was a pen and it had the like colors all around the top. Like that was the hottest ticket item at the Dollar Tree when I was in like fifth grade. So when I was like twelve. Yeah. Yeah, that and then and then you would get like the actual like Yeah, you're like all right, I don't know anything about your dildo pens, but <laughs> well, no, thinking that your your dildo talk does bring me back to uh, school bus talk, and yeah, that's like the first time I ever heard that word was on the school bus. Oh yeah. So you learn so much. You do. You really. It is. It is. It's its own class on 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 the way to school. The class is in session the second you walk on that bus. Um. But yeah, and then you get all this shit like you know, like your protractors and compasses and all the shit that you don't know how to use. Right, the compass is just a weapon. Yeah, I don't think you're even allowed to have those. Right, back in the day, it was just for poking girls you like and maybe drawing blood. Right? Y- yeah. <laughs> sure. Why would you poke a girl and draw blood? They're icky. That's how you get cooties, dude. No, you. I mean, you wouldn't be trying to draw blood. Oh, still, girls are icky. Yeah, they're I, scary. I, Girls, were, I wasn't poking any girls. I was, I was trying to be funny, Squeezer, but you made oh. me admit the fact that I wanted to talk to girls until I was. How old was I when I met Enchantress? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thirty-four. But yeah, there was something about like the uh, that joy of the initial, the initial like supply run. Yeah, yeah, because that's. Basically, all you got to get through the year with that 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 box sixty four crayons, and those pencils and pens, and those fifty erasers. You better get through the like you go to Drug Emporium and like you got to get where you need to get through the year. And your mom's not gonna let you get everything, but you gotta you have a budget and you gotta take that budget and get what you can need for the year. And you gotta get through the year with that, or you you know you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Or you're spending allowance on pens and stationery, which isn't out of my purview. And to be fair, though, there is one big ticket item that, that stands out above all else, right? I think it's your next pick. The dog ate it? Aliens ransacked my room. You won't need excuses with the Trapper Keeper. It keeps all your homework organized and secure. My brother's holding it for ransom. The Trapper, only from Mead. Ah, the Trapper Keeper from Mead. The Trapper Keeper. It, it, so we weren't allowed to have these. I always wanted them. They're so cool. And I mean... What? Yeah, St. Francis banned them. Oh, douchebags. But they they made them pretty gimmicky, didn't they? Oh, yeah. That's what made them. So you had... You know, th- the thing with this is... So you have your normal like three-ring binder. Mm-hmm. But this didn't have the metal clasp. This was a, a plastic slider. So you pull the tab, and the rings slide apart nice and smoothly. Oh, okay. So you didn't hear that loud clicking sound or get your fingers taken off by it. Yeah, it was, a, it, it, it was a three-ring binder, right? It was. Yeah. But with a three-ring binder, it's the metal clasp. Like, you really never had one of these things? No. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm going to have to buy your Trapper Keeper because you're missing out, like, and it had, like, a clipboard in the back, right? Some of them did. Yeah. Yeah, they had all kinds of shit going on. Some had a vinyl folder, and on the one side you could slide some shit in. That would always end up tearing off anyway. Um, 
But this, rather than it being the two little things, you push down and then the rings pop open nice and loud. Yeah, and I'm looking at it now. Get I had and the take little... your flesh off. Yeah. No, this, you pull a little tab, a little slider, and it slowly glides the two uh, ring parts apart. Ah. Nice and smoothly. And then you can put your trappers in there, which are kind of like folders, but better than folders. Oh, is that why it's called Trapper Keeper? Yeah, I didn't even figure that out until I was doing this. And then I realized why they're called Trapper Keepers, because Mead made these folders called Trappers, which uh, is rather than rather than the folder that you normally have, which has like the pocket at the bottom and your shit falls out the top. Right. These are the, the pocket is basically on the outsides and the top and bottom. And you slide your papers on from the inside. So that way, when you close it, none of it's going to fall out. It's fucking genius. Yeah. Trapper. The more genius is you take a piece of plastic, throw these things in there, throw some crazy ass designs on there, and Lisa Frank all over it. Eat it up. Yeah, Lisa Frank was huge during this period. Oh yeah. And she was like you couldn't go into Drug Emporium and not see Lisa Frank spilled over her fucking half an aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like a little preteen girl's brain just exploded all over a rainbow. Like, I don't know why they would... These are these look like I would use it today. Like, it, I'm looking at the one, and it looks like it has, like, a sleeve on the side, like a, like a perforated sleeve mm-hmm. to put papers, and then you got your trappers, and in the back it's got the clipboard with the notepad. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, other than, you know, just in a phone. But no, <laughs> this is very useful. Or like this iPad with the Apple Pencil I have. I have an this Apple Pencil. Thousand dollar iPad I have sitting here that we use to play clips for our show. Yes. Should we, yeah. Exactly. Is uh, is a uh, trapper keeper gonna play audio for our show? That's true. It's not. Um, but yeah, these things. I mean, th- these ugh, these were awesome. And they even had a South Park episode about it. They're fucking so brilliant, and it became like self aware, like the Terminator. Um. Do they still make Trapper Keepers? Uh, yeah, Mead is still around. Yeah, I know Mead um, is still around. Well, Mead is now technic- uh, West Rock. They merged with another large uh, packaging manufacturer in the U.S. to now become the second largest uh, provider of packaging materials. Oh, and in 2002, fun fact, they were the 57th largest polluter in the country. Oh. So, yay, all you people that oh, love yeah. your Trapper Keepers, you also... Are the responsible why there's so much humidity in September? You can still buy a Trapper Keeper. Yeah. So a Trapper Keeper. I don't know what it costs, but I'm on their website. But they're Mead. not com. as they're not as cool as they used to be. Yeah, they don't have the license design yeah. on them. And and the licensing was one thing. You know, it was fine. But when they started going crazy with the the design aspect of it, in like the late '80s, early '90s where it was all these cool, like, space-age kind of looks going on. I love those. And then it carried over into the folders. So Mead also came out with the no rules. Do you remember these, at least? Were you uh, allowed to have these folders? Uh, no, but I remember them. Yeah, so they were on, on the uh, cover of the Trapper Keepers as well, or you could just get them on the Trappers. So for some reason... Uh, vicious wild animals are assaulting various forms of sporting balls. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite, and the one I, I definitely remember having, was Sport- the iguana <laughs> spiking a volleyball. Sporting balls. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, there's, uh, there's that one, and then there is a grizzly bear uh, throwing like a four seam. That one's pretty cool. 
Uh, and then they also had like a, a, a bull and eagle and uh, just some cool stuff. I mean, it was like real awesome, like real over the top, aggressive young man kind of 90s thing going on. And, and I, I was definitely a fan of it. This is this is something I'm thinking I should look back and have this hanging like on my wall. So like um, where some people have like uh, like the artwork of like Maynard Dixon hanging up and they look out and like, wow, the American West. I, I want to have an alligator trying to uh, bite a kid's head off that's rollerblading. So I watch a lot of Vox videos on YouTube recently, VOX, you know, that, that mm-hmm. website. And they're very, like, uh, informative. And I, I watched this one not too long ago about how where most of the design of the aesthetic of the 80s came from. Like, most of these, like, art deco uh, looks of Trapper Keepers they all came from this group called the Memphis Group, which is an Italian design and architecture group founded in Milan in 1981. And they designed all this postmodern like furniture, fabrics, and ceramics and shit. And that's where, like, if you like say something's distinctly 80s, that look was, I guarantee you, came from the, the original design schemes of this Memphis group. You could look it oh, up. Shit. It's fucking incredible. It's like it's, and it's the Rosetta. That's what influenced like you know the the music scene, which influenced the entire look of Trapper Keepers. Trapper Keepers. <laughs> yeah, art begets art. So yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. All, it all it all like comes back to this Memphis group, which featured uh, people from Europe and America. There was Americans in the group too, but they're based in Milan, Italy. No shit. No one ever bought the shit. It was just in shows, and then everyone just ripped it off. It was inspired. It inspired it enough. Yeah, I remember I was just I was talking to uh, Mrs. Squeezer about this. And I mentioned Trapper Keepers and immediately she just Lisa Frank just like, yeah, and she out. The same thing. and I'm like, let me guess. You had every single one. She's like two folders for every subject or or maybe like one or two. And then it was all generic folders with a couple stickers, because believe it or not, they would charge like a ridiculous amount for one of those Lisa Frank. Oh, huge! To have, to have a, a flower unicorn costs a fortune. You can just buy some unicorn stickers and slap it on a folder too. But yeah, it's you know what though, and I would even want some Lisa Frank stuff. It looks so pleasant. It is. It's fun. I need some more like dolphins it. in my yeah, life. We all do. Uh, so uh, and then it kind of oh, uh, sorry, but then it all just gave way to those like just bland, uh, like zip up like fabric ones. Yeah, I think which are f- like the five star ones, which was also Mead. Yeah, five star but, took it all over like the, co- yeah, like but the college that's, look. It's all the same company, yeah. but it's there's no fun in that. No fun. Yeah. That's pretty much what you can buy today, it looks like. You can still buy a Trapper Keeper, but they're not like designed cool. Uh, probably those, like, and still like those chemicals that they, the plastics that they use to house it are probably not the best thing in the world anyway for a kid to have on their person all day long it's funny the trapper keeper episode of south park it, it had like that like computer system in it and everything and mm-hmm. speakers and 2000 i don't think they could have imagined like what they're showing cartman with would have been like that's basically what i'm looking at here with my ipad in the foldable cover for it is that what year that was that yeah, was 2000 yeah jesus i feel old yeah 18 years ago but I, I equate that to Penny's book and Inspector Gadget. Yes. Remember that? Like I, I always wanted that as a kid. I was like, "There's no way I'm ever gonna have that. That doesn't exist." But I want that so bad. Now we all carry it in our yeah. pockets. Yeah. I want, I wanted a tricorder. Yeah. Exactly. No. 
So yeah, the the Trapper Keeper episode. It's funny that like they they embellished it so much, but that is pretty much what I'm looking at on my iPad right now. Yeah, something that's you know reading your mind and listening to me, slowly absorbing you. And anything we talk to, it's it's gonna start suggesting like things based on what we're talking about on uh, Amazon ads shortly. What's funny is the more it's been two years now, the more we do this show, the easier it is to get stuff done because. When I like start to Google something, it immediately enters in like 1980s after everything I type yeah, in. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Holy sque- shit! That is a handsome picture of George Clooney with a big flock of hair. <laughs> I don't know why that popped Save up. Save George Clooney because my next po- my next subject kind of has something to do with it. Huh. It's a long clip, so it's about 90. So if you got a pea squeezer, this is a clip to do it on. But I suggest you listen to it. No, I'd rather you just, you know, we walk away and let the people listen to us do it. Okay. Uh, this is, remember um, cartoon previews? So Friday nights, uh, they would air, uh, like, previews of the Saturday morning cartoon lineup, the new cartoon lineup. That's hmm. what I am. Uh, here's a little clip of one from ABC in the 1990s, early 1990s. We now continue with the ABC Saturday morning preview. Boy, this is great. Hey, little Rosie's coming up next. Hey, Carl, don't you think you're a little old to be watching cartoons? No, Dad and I always watch cartoons together. Yeah, but three's a crown. Steve, I'm staying right here. Thank you, Dad. I love you. Well, can't we at least switch places? No. Look, will you two please be quiet? Roseanne Barr is my favorite. I can't wait to see her as a little kid. This time we get to see the whole cartoon. Little Rosie and her pals have a wild jungle adventure with the pet mouse. Wow! Roseanne and I wrote it. Now that's entertainment. (laughs) Hi, this is Big Rosie, and I'm here to talk to you about Little Rosie, the cartoon show that's going to be on Saturdays on ABC. Well, Little Rosie is really cool, and she's a lot of fun. She has a great imagination. She doesn't need toys with 50 or 60 parts to them because it's all in her head. Because whatever she wants to do, she can do. Whatever she wants to be, she can be. Like, for instance, if she wants to fly and she thinks about it, all of a sudden she could go flying. If she wants to turn into a fish, she can turn into a fish. She can do whatever. That's what's really the cool part about being a kid, I think, and the cool part about Little Rosie. So I hope you watch it. I hope you like it. So... I didn't even real. I didn't remember. Wait, can I, little Rosie pretend to actually pitch a show that she cares about? Right, I know. <laughs> this is totally a money grab. I completely forgot Roseanne had a because that's how short-lived the cartoon was on ABC. Yeah. She had a cartoon based on her, Little Rosie. I I don't I don't think I remember ever even watching it. I just know of it because I know of it in hindsight. I I used to watch these religiously, so I knew of it. And I don't know if I ever watched it, but I watched the preview on a Friday night because it aired instead of TGIF. I don't remember these. It aired before the TGIF season started. Huh. So, all right. Sorry, I ran. I'm a little out of breath. I ran downstairs to get a beer. I am pathetic. You know, you know there's a, 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 an, you can edit so you don't have to run. I think it's funnier to hear me out of breath from oh, running no, it is. Ten, down 10 stairs. So, and I'm the fat one, ladies and gentlemen. 
You're adorable. These date back to the 60s, Squeezer, the late 60s, early 70s. ABC started these in 1969 with the Super Saturday cartoon preview, hosted by the cast of The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. 1971, The Brady Bunch Visits ABC, uh, hosted by The Brady Kids. 1973, they continued doing like a sneak peek. Uh, all through the 70s, 82, Pack Preview Party, hosted by Dick Clark. Preview Special, hosted by Dick Clark. Uh, 84, Saturday Morning Preview Park, hosted by Weird Al Yankovic and Wolfman Jack, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. That's awesome. Uh, 1990, ABC Saturday Morning Preview, hosted by Ra- Roseanne Barr and the Cast of Family Matters. That's what we just heard from. Um the 1989 one was hosted by the cast of Perfect Strangers. And they kept doing, uh, through the 90s, random people from TGIF, like Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Boy Meets World, Melissa Joan Hart, uh, and so on and so forth. CBS didn't do as many. CBS, ABC was like, I always remember the ABC ones because of TGIF. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS was more random in them. Uh, they did one in 69, 74. So we want to see in 83, 84 and 85 is the 85 is the one I remember because it was the all-star rock and wrestling Saturday spectacular. We actually taped it because, uh, Herve Villachez, who was tattoo mm-hmm. was in it and we were like obsessed with him and Pee Wee Herman. So it was hosted by Roddy Piper. I, st- I still might have this tape somewhere in beta. That would be awesome. all-star rock and wrestling Saturday spectacular. Uh, NBC started them in the 60s, too, in 68 with the banana splits. Of course, going uh, through the 70s. And uh, some wants uh, to notice 85, uh, back, to Sat- back to Next Saturday, starring Kesha Knight Pullum and uh, Punky Brewster. 1986, Alf goes back, Alvin goes back to school. 87, Alf Loves a Mystery, hosted by uh, Benj- Benji Gregory and Alf from Alf. Uh, 89, Who Shrunk Saturday Morning, hosted by the cast of Saturday Night... Be- Sat- uh, I can't speak. Saved by the Bell, featuring Alf, John Candy, Sherman Helmsley, and Marsha Warfield. And 1991 was their last one, NBC's world premiere cartoon spectacular. Uh, Fox got in it a little bit, 91 and 99... And only did 91, but it was a VHS tie-in with KB Toys. 99, they did a Fox Kids sneak preview, hosted by the cast of Malcolm in the Middle. WB had one for their, I think, second year in production, a Welcome Home Animaniacs. It was a kid's WB preview hosted by Harlan Williams. Uh, and they did one in 96. And um, yeah, CW did one in 2008 and 2010. CW for kids. Uh, hosted by Sonic the Hedgehog. So yeah, these are a thing. Wow, I don't recall any of these. Really? I mean, maybe if I go back and watch them, like it'll... Flip that switch. Oh, I wasn't sure there would have been so many. Like, I didn't realize the history. I just remember watching them, and always ABC. I don't really remember anyone else's. I have the. Yeah, I have that's the. What surprises me because like you'd think I would have. I had the Roddy Piper one on tape. That's why I remember that one. But and I remember one of the NBC ones. I think the 1991 uh, World Cartoon Spectacular. But the most of them I remember ABC. ABC was the most like. Uh, like on point they did them all throughout like the one saturday morning on friday nights why i always met like i watched them in high school even um 
But it always set up like that's the one good thing about school starting, like fresh cartoons coming. Because mm-hmm. that's when they that's when they knew you, they had your attention. Yeah. Now now Saturdays mean something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like instead, like you're out playing. But Saturday morning you're outside. But now when school starts, weather gets colder. You're eating cereal. You're shoving cereal in your mouth and getting your Christmas list ready. So they could they could sell advertising the cartoons. It was not a problem at all. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so typically the Saturday morning previews were aired on the networks in prime time. Always. But not always, but usually Friday nights before the new schedule began. That's what I. That's when the ABC ones always were. It's like that next morning it would start off. Yes. So the Friday night, uh, it would air, and then the next morning you'd wake up, and the new the new shows would be out. And so the the networks would stagger um, between different time slots and days in order to allow each network show to stand out, like they wouldn't step on each other. But uh, again, like I really only remember the ABC ones every year. Uh, but back in the day, when they'd all run them, they'd like one week, like three weeks before the season would, you know, they would they would, they would start them in staggering times. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, when you say you know Friday nights growing up, the only thing I think of is ABC. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's not like that big of a, a swerve. Uh, of course, when the FCC rules regarding programming to be educational and informational, and um, when media consolidated and uh, kind of... Made... When they suck the fun out of it. Yeah. So, uh, Viacom and Disney had their all-children networks, uh, Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, and like they basically were cannibalistic to their Saturday morning blocks on the broadcast network. So why would they put their, you know, they, where they could sell the cable channel and why, why, why put it on the broadcast for free, you know, when they could sell the cable channel? Yeah. And with that, did they don't have to, do they have to abide by the same rules since it's cable yeah. versus broadcast? Like, you know, True. the whole, the whole thing was like, yeah, educational, informative. Yeah. Informational? Nope, they did not have to. Yeah, so like you could put all the G.I. Joe and Transformers and, you know... Which they still do. Action figure shit on all they want. And... Right, Disney has an XD channel just for yeah. that. Yeah, huh. I never even think about that, but yeah. As as though, as though an adult now, I kind of, like on a Saturday morning, if I'm bored, I look for the IE shit. Yeah? Like, I, I, I love a good uh, Mo Rocca fucking... Uh, Ford reality or Ford science show or whatever the hell it is or you know some uh, you know underwater sea exploration shit I love that stuff yeah I'm with you I like that stuff too uh, but yeah that that's um, my Saturday morning cartoon previews from Friday nights mm, big stuff I, I have some stuff I found that I, I'm going to try and post some really cool shit I'll post the Roseanne show I don't know if any of those episodes exist on on YouTube, so it'll be a pretty good, uh, pretty good post. So we'll we'll see where I get with that. But uh, let's move on. Squeeze your second to last pick. We're getting there, getting to the end. You'd like to check these out, would you? Well, I'm afraid you can't. Do you know why? Because I didn't bring you French fries like the other boys do. 
You're a bad seed, Bundy. You can't have these books because you are consistently overdue. You never have the money to pay. And looking at you now, I doubt you ever will. What's this? Uh, book covers. Told you I had to stretch. No, what's the clip? Oh, it's from Married with Children. I thought so. I heard Bundy. Yeah. That seemed a flashback, and it was the big fat librarian wouldn't let him take his books out. And it was oh, a young, that was young Al. Oh, oh, okay. It's also a visual bit, too, because then it ends with him putting his hand down his pants. Uh, yeah. That's got, that got the big cheer every week. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't... This isn't, is, is this a Rogers topic? It's just one of those things that I, I thought, like, you don't think about it now. But when you had to do it, like make your own makeshift book covers out of uh, brown paper gro- grocery bags, right? If you were the average kid, absolutely, yeah. If you were one of those rich, fancy ones on top of the mountain, you got to go to the store and buy one with like an actual like uh, wait, they some sold book covers. Hmm. They did. Yeah, they had like licensed ones that you can get, and they even had um, like diagrams on the inside about where to fold it. Really? Yeah, they were fancy. No, we just had. Yeah. I think bags. I got one or two of them when they had like the in school like book fair that came to town. Remember, they'd set up shop in like an empty room somewhere yeah. in school. And I you remember can go when and buy, I was like, in high erasers school, or books. They used to hand out ones that were like sponsored and they had like rules yeah. on them. Remember those? Yeah, I think our they gave us a couple from like the school at a. Like one school one we got, and I remember like, like an owl on it. We had to get contact paper for some. Oh, see, we were weren't allowed to use that like ever. Uh, some they of them hate, we were required to have con- like our spelling book had to have contact paper on it. Yeah, but no, my my personal favorite, and I think you know all the fancy ones in the world, and like some kids would use wrapping paper, you know, because it would look cool. But that, that's not durable at all. Uh, durable at all. Give me a good old fashioned. Uh, in my case, Acme brown paper bag. Yeah, and ours was wise was like, paper bag. It, it yeah. was like Kevlar for books. Yeah, they were really made to withhold like 75 pounds of groceries that the old lady would stuff in your bag. So, mm-hmm. And the best part about it was now it's like now you have an entire like uh, easel to doodle on. Yeah, right. It was a good like that was your go to. You didn't want something with a fancy design or like the the wrapping paper or even inside out wrapping paper and then it's shiny. No, it was nice having that, you know, nice durable cardboardish like substance on it. And they were hardcore about it too. It's like if you, you take this book home and if you're back here the next day and you don't have it, you're getting a like a a B max for the entire semester. Right. You're getting chained up and they're going to, the whole class is going to have their way with you with rulers. Yeah. Which I don't get because all they wanted to do was just cover up the fact that this book hasn't been updated in its edition since 1984. I mean, yeah. That's what they wanted to do. But I love, that was like my favorite time, like setting up shop and doing my little, my little folds. Oh, I couldn't fold for shit. I still can't wrap a present. My mom covered all my books. Oh, yeah, I can't rap for shit. But those books, I, I actually was kind of... I actually kind of got into that. I remember... As, as far as presents go. Because for me, my thing is, this is going to have to last me throughout the year. Um, and sometimes I would double up, like, reinforce them with, like, masking tape and shit, so it wasn't going anywhere. 
But my thing is like presents. Who gives a shit? You're just gonna rip it anyway. That's true. Uh, just I, hand it to me. I remember just in later cash. years. Do you remember this? The grocery stores started decorating, like printing, uh, like cuts on their be- brown bags to like how to make this into a book cover. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's Kinda all like we how ever Amazon used. started doing that with their boxes and like making toys out of them. Yeah, Loot Crate did that. That's that's they stole it. They stole it from. But uh, yeah, I uh, I was brown paper bag all the way. Brown paper bag. Are you there, Squeezer? I'm here. All right. A lot of silence. Uh, we're talking about putting a brown paper bag on books. That's uh, <laughs> all I got. Well, I mean, we save. We t- we say this every week. We save the ones we don't have a lot to say about for the end. I try not to. I try to have a lot to say on everything, but there's only so much. I could have gone in and gotten like the the chemical compound of like whatever like store paper bags are made out of. I should have. I feel like I let everyone down. I like going deep. You did, but... There's only so far you can go about putting a grocery store bag on a book. We'll forgive you this week. Thanks, folks. One thing I'll never forgive my parents for, my mom in particular, was taking me clothes shopping. You've got kids. Stop, look, and listen. Due to an unusually cold spring, the House of Bargains is overstocked. Now, save an extra 20% off House of Bargains original low prices on all short and long sleeve dresses and all spring jackets. An extra 20% off all short and long sleeve tops, all pants, overalls, and jeans, all fleece sets and pants sets, all suits and sport coats, all skirts and skirt sets, all jumpers. Save 50, 60, 70% off regular retail at the House of Bargains overstock sale. Is there anything worse than trying on clothes as a kid? Uh, it, why was it so painful? I don't know, but you just didn't want to do it. Like and it's still it's painful to me now because I I don't do it. You, know, you try stuff I, on I, still? It doesn't fit. Well, it ch- it changes day to day with me. I don't buy things in stores, so I don't try things. I I order it, and if I <laughs> if I I've been ordering from the same place, the same sizes for like twelve years, so. I don't... Oh, ooh, la-dee-da, Mr. My pant size is the same. <laughs> I ordered American Eagle, unmarked shirts, and jeans. Same. They Me- do not make anything in my cut whatsoever. American Eagle? Yes. I, if they come, if they, maybe they made a tarp. It might fit me properly. No, you're a handsome boy. Okay. And you're, you're not a tarp size. An American Eagle, I am. No, that's, you're thinking Abercrombie and Fitch. No, American Eagle's the same. No, I see. I get they have the size that they have medium tall because I have a long torso. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I need the medium tall shirt. Well, oh. I have a long torso if I'm laying down. <laughs> well, I, I don't want it like riding up and like showing like my belly button. Oh, that's a shame. So, <laughs> so I get the medium tall shirts, like the plain T-shirts from American Eagle, and I buy uh, the thirty thirty four. Flex jeans, when I when the when I wear out the crotch. Oh, flex jeans. Yeah, the best thing. Oh, there ever. is a god. When I wear them out, I or break the fly or anything, I just buy another pair because you only need one pair of jeans, right? Well, yeah, you know, for those that you know sit in a nice cushy chair all day, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of us are crawling around on your bleachers and on, you know. Some of us got to run those cables. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, when we were kids, we went to Catholic school, so we had to wear a uniform. Our uniform was navy pants, a light blue shirt, and a navy clip-on tie. That's awesome. So you went to school like shipwreck every day. <laughs> so we'd go to this place called House of Bargains, which was a like a East Coast thing. It was a tri-state as far as Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware was concerned. <coughs> I think it was based in Philadelphia. But the House of Bargains was on Lehigh Street by the South Mall. It's now like a bicycling store next to the Wawa. Okay, yes, you... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the only good redeeming quality this store had, and there wasn't hard, there was nothing but one. It was next to Scarlet's. No, Scarlet's wasn't a thing until much later. Really? Yeah. I didn't have a long, long lifespan then. No, and then they blew it up. But that was, Scarlet's was down further. So it wasn't really. Oh, that place was disgusting. So House of Bargains had one of those. Uh, chicken egg uh, toy dispensers. So you uh, you put a quarter in, and the bird would like clock clock clock, and then it drop like one of those Easter egg eggs, plastic mm-hmm. eggs, and there'd be like a random toy inside. And you know uh, the uh, the small price of shutting us the fuck up when we were you know to- uh, clothing shopping for our school <laughs> uniforms was getting uh, giving us a quarter to go get one of these eggs. But God, it was brutal. And the only other brutal thing like to get our casual clothes. Like our jeans and our and uh, the casual shit, our mom would drag us down to Reading to the VF outlets, which I talked about uh, earlier. That drive was forever. Yeah, uh, forever, ever. But in hindsight, I love going down there now. Right. Well, I don't. But <laughs> the, you know how I feel about Reading. There was a one redeeming quality about the Reading outlets, the VF outlets. In the basement, there was this weird food court. And then yes. they, they had, like, like Pennsylvania is like the snack capital of the world, and Reading's kind of like the pretzel city. So there are, like, pretzel outlets down there. Mm-hmm. And, like, a Hershey's outlet, because Hershey's is right yeah. there. Like when you buy pretzels in a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> you know, A, you're getting deal, and B, you're going to be happy for a bit, at least two months. Uh, speak for yourself. And potato chips. <laughs> and not just pretzels. You get potato chips in that cardboard box, too. Oh, sure. So uh, the best thing about it, though, was the toy liquidator store, the, the outlet toy store in the basement of the VF outlets also. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff, right? I like that place because it was like a giant maze. That was the upside to it. It was. It was. There was the red building and the blue building. Mm-hmm. And there was always like weird ramps and everything. Oh yeah, it, it was. It, it, it looks like like an asylum from a futuristic dystopian uh, psych ward. Yes. Yeah, and there was always like a good place to run and get lost and play. Mm-hmm. And it had it the wa- flow of a Sonic the Hedgehog level. Right, and it wasn't until uh, you had to try on clothes, which would kind of be like uh, the what was that horrible level in Sonic? That the water would come up and drown you. Oh fuck! I hated that. Yeah, that you was had to catch the bubbles. Yeah, that that was the level where you would have to try and close the drowning mm-hmm. in your own wake. Yeah, but yeah, that's trying on clothes. It's, those are my memories of it. Like you, you'd cling on to the small little victories. Uh, yeah, there was nothing pleasant about unless 
Unless we got to go to uh, uh, Kids R Us. Um, I still hate Kids R Us. I liked playing on the in the machines and stuff, but most of uh, most of our clothing shopping was done at uh, Clover. Yeah, that we, was right we, up the street for us. You know, we weren't rich like you, so. Clover. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, uh, all right, rich boy. Let's go to your last pick. Now, son. On your first day of school, I'd like to pass along the words of advice my father gave me. Homer, you're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. If a strange man offers you a ride, I say take it. Lousy traumatic childhood. If only strange man. this episode without that one. No, that's a great one. Wow, it's, it is pouring outside. Holy shit. Is it really? Um, I'm down underground. So maybe I'll tell you if it's raining sooner or not. <laughs> if you have, if your water, what do you my, call my it? water feature turns your on. water feature turns. On. It it sounds like my house is in the shower right now. Sweet, yeah, that's good. We need the rain. Yeah, oh yeah, good. Yeah, the Pacific Northwest, you know, it rains a lot here. Oh wait, that's not us. No, it's not us. Um, so who remembers getting their picture taken on that first day of school? Ours was never the first day. Ours was like, like two three weeks in. No, not the school photo. The one out in front of the house. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the one we all have. We didn't. I have. I have one I could post. It's in our landing. It's not out front. But yeah, I have one. I we have we have, we did that occasionally. I have one I could post. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, I want everyone to go and and f- that, this is like my my call to arms one or call to action. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's call to arms if it's violent enough. Uh, just find those. Cause they're they're fun. I was digging through and I found a bunch of them uh, a little while back, and there there's always like the telltale signs like it is that first day. one. Well, obviously it's a backpack, you know. You're wearing the backpack. It a complete flashback, like a snapshot in time. Cause well, duh, that's what it is. Well, we're in our like, uniforms. The fashion at that moment. But not for us. We're in uniforms. Oh, okay. Well, but I'm holding my rad Batman lunch pail. Sweet. Oh yeah, you have your lunchbox in one hand. Likely, if you're really cool, you only had the backpack on one shoulder. Um, I couldn't support the weight. No, and <laughs> just slump over to one side. <laughs> There's always some poorly maintained shrubbery behind you. Uh, way too much headroom for the most part in the picture. Oh yeah, no. Sh- come on, mom. No shot composition yeah. for shit. Oh my god, I, I look at this. I'm like, there is no way I picked up my skill set from anyone in my family. It's nothing but blue sky. Like, their rule of thirds is, let's put the kids at the bottom third. Then the top two thirds is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, and and just, if, if you have, usually you're just standing or your arms just down your side. Sometimes you have an awkward pose with a sibling <coughs> where you're kind of touching each other, but you really don't want to be touching each other. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and you know people are watching you. Because you feel the whole neighborhood's eyes are on you because mom is being so loud at like 6.45 in the morning trying to take a picture. Right. And it's funny because we we, talk, we look back and like you see all the old photography like from the 1880s and like the stuff from like the Dust Bowl. And you're like, why do people just stand there staring at the camera not happy? And then you realize all those photos that survived from back then were just pictures from the first day of school. <laughs> 
That's true. That's probably right. It's like er- everything looks like a Dorothea Lang photo. Just it, like nothing's changed either because that that's pretty much all you see on Facebook like come start of the school season. Yeah, the same thing. Like people got they should have like summer courses for parents take like a basic photography class. Just if someone could put a YouTube video out there just how to take a first day of school photo. Oh, and I want to I want to mind you how uh callback or I did mention Dorothea Lang. You know she was married to Maynard Dixon, who I mentioned earlier when we were talking about trapper keepers. Oh. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. See the show does go deep. Oh, oh, all the time. Deep as it gets, like, squeeze. Yeah, like 1930s deep. Um, I got to I got to dig through. I know uh I asked my mom's like, "Hey, can you dig up some old school photos of me from my first day?" And she's like, "I did. I gave them to you." I'm like, "Oh." Okay, well, look again, and then I'll start looking for those. So, as soon as I find them, it's in one of these boxes behind me. One day, you'll find them. Um, but yeah, I I also always assume that it's just something that like your parents like oh, so they they took a picture of you because it would be the most recent photo they have to put on the milk carton before you walk <laughs> away from them. So well, hold on, back up, back up, back. Stop yeah. the clock. Stop the clock. Go ahead. We were promised a first day of school squeezer photo, but you don't even necessarily know if you have it yet. I have them somewhere. I didn't promise shit. Oh, you promised me. I could pull up the text. That's not... Pro- that, just because I say I'm going to do something doesn't mean it's going to... All right, fine. Just to prove it, go on radyears.com and look for that article I wrote. That's <laughs> true. All right, touche, touche, touche. But I'm still looking. I, I know I have one. I'll as soon as we are done recording this show, I will dig through some of these boxes for a brief moment and see what I find. It's got to be in one of these, though. It's got to be. And I'll stop turning around looking at them because I'm turning away from the microphone. I understand what that's doing. Right. Your voice goes away, squeeze when you turn. Does around. it really when I do this and I yeah. continue talking and until like I'm back around like this? Back. Yep. There it is. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh. So. What a, uh, what a, uh, I mean, I'm kind of like pumped. I'm going to go back and find a picture of me the first day. I thought you were talking about like school photos. No, no. Every, those, those are so, well, I'm an those idiot. have no context Excuse to them. Me. They're so sterile. Yeah. No, I, I want like the full head to toe, uh, McFly family, uh, Mickey Mouse sweatshirt photo. Okay. I'm, I have one. I'm going to find it in my, Uniform holding my Batman lunch pail with my big, stupid fucking smile on my face. I'm going to find it, and I'm sending it your way. I'm going to put it, post it on radyears.com. Or no, I'm, I'm going to post it on Instagram from the Europeans. Uh, I, that's my guarantee. But uh, you ready to put a, a, a wrap a bow on this episode, as Conrad would say, and put it to bed? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, here's my last pick. And this... Really doesn't make sense, but it's the only clip I could find. You're never gonna regret this, Ray. My parents left me that house. I was born there. You're not gonna lose the house. Everybody has three mortgages nowadays. But at 19%, you didn't even bargain with the guy. Ray, for your information, the interest rate alone for the first five years comes to $95,000. Will you guys relax? We are on the threshold of establishing the indispensable defense science of the next decade. 
professional paranormal investigations and eliminations of franchise rights alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. So that's a clip from Ghostbusters, obviously. There's no wrong way to ever play that clip. No, and I was always obsessed with the little calculator Egon ruins Ray's dreams with. Mm -hmm. And we're talking calculators, specifically TI-80 graph series graphing kick calculators. Uh, now, what a work of art. I have to preface this by saying fuck these things because in 50 years, not really, this technology hasn't changed and the price hasn't dropped because they have a monopoly on these calculators. The iPhone in your pocket, kids, can do a thousand billion times the calculations. My math doesn't add up there, but it's true. Then that stupid calculator can, but because of... If you had a TI-83, you could do the math and prove it. Yeah, good. But when I got my TI-83 Plus and I snapped my cover off for the first time and I plugged my serial port into, I think I even had a USB one. It was like when USB first came out. No, it wasn't. It was serial. Uh, <coughs> I figured out immediately how to load games onto this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, and we called it hacking at the time, but that's exactly what Texas Instrument wanted you to do this thing. They made it open. You didn't have to hack it. You just loaded it. Uh, particularly, Drug Wars was the one everyone played. Remember Drug Wars? Mm-hmm. It was like a text-based game where you'd like have to like buy and sell drugs and like it's basically a choose your own adventure story game and at the end like you either like made money became a drug lord or got arrested or died uh bowling was another fun one i know we played that on the bus and we'd always be like Steve, uh, there was doom there was a version of fucking final fantasy there was a super mario brothers but loading games on the rti 83 graphing calculator it was the best hundred dollars i ever spent because i mean <laughs> Now, like you could play console. Did you see the, the the renderings of the new iPhone video game? Yeah, it's like a console in your pocket. Kids just don't know how good they have it, Squeezer. That's why I I think it's I I like coming from these humble beginnings because you appreciate everything at everything, and I find it all amazing. Right. So my sister always wanted to be like like us she was like always in the like what we were but then she'd like get it and like lose interest so she wanted a game boy pocket when it came out we all had game boys she got the game boy pocket she lost interest so i played it i remember i was in high school sitting in class playing mario 2 on uh, the golden coin super mario land 2 and on my game boy pocket and uh, the teacher at the time was my junior year we were still at the old high school so if you look up millennium falcon high school on Google, that was my senior high school. That's where I, I graduated. I spent one year there. It was a brand new high school when I graduated. But before that, it was a different school. And I was playing my Game Boy in there, and the teacher walked up and goes, all right, give me that. I was like, no. And it was before class started. He goes, you can't play that anymore. He goes, give it to me. I'm like, I'm not going to give you my Game Boy. He goes, all right, go to the fucking vice principal's office. All right. I went down, and I'm like, yeah, he, I, I completely played dumb. I'm like, well, he kind of like, this asshole sent me there. I didn't really do anything. He goes, all right, just go back there. Tell him I told you to not do whatever you did. <laughs> oh, God. It's a bad story. No, but, it was good. It had, you know, a, a, a climax and... Uh, a Demi Ma? Yeah. Um, 
No, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> now kids are allowed to have their fucking phones with them. Oh, God, that was like the end of the world if they saw us pop out. And if I was if I got caught playing a game of Snake. Yeah, uh, I, get I had uh, my uh, Nextel. My, my, my dad bought, had Nextels for us. So it was this big yellow fucking brick my <laughs> senior year. But no one knew what it was. They, they probably thought it was an emergency phone. But like you didn't do anything with it. Like you can make a call if you want to do. But there's no texting or internet or anything else. It made fucking phone calls. That's it. <clears throat> so it was kind of worthless to have in school. But you had it because it looked cool. Yeah, at least like with the Nokia, like the 3300s. Yeah. Like those you could just in one hand like slide it in your pocket. and. Yeah, play Snake and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember yeah, we, played, we had we well you know I talked about how we would have like because we would get we uh, all would get Pokemon because it have like you know multiplayer aspect to it and there'd just be link cables strewn across the aisles in school because we'd just be having tournaments in class. Yeah, that. that but n- she was so blind to us; she had no idea what was going on. That's pretty cool. Ah, I don't know. That was um that that was back to school. And those are some good memories. This is a fun topic, Squeeze. Yeah, it was. It worked out well. I, I didn't I wasn't sure if we were gonna be able to get anything out of it, but we both got a lot I, out of it pretty quick. Substance wise, I don't know if we did I know we talked a lot. What hold on, let me see what we're at. What an hour forty nine. We almost gave them another two hour show on that squeeze. We're artists at that. <laughs> uh Beauties in the Eye of the Beholder? Yes. Uh, also, uh, make sure to rate and review this on iTunes or wherever you listen, because that's the easiest way to get other people to and tell other people, hey, listen to the Rad Years podcast, because those guys are stupid, but they're fun. And they give you two hours of a way to waste your day. Um, and uh, just come back here next week for another Rad Years podcast. Right, Squeeze? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, uh, I will come back with buried stories of the fabled European uh, traversing. So. But until you then... Have, you have fun. Thank you, buddy. I'll hang out here in Pennsylvania wait for you. Uh, well, I appreciate that. You got it. And uh, we'll both be back next week for another Rad Years podcast to start. We're almost, we're almost at episode 100, Squeeze. No shit. Yeah, we're so close. And then the Halloween season starts, and then Christmas, and then the New Year. So I can't wait. It's going to be a fun season. So until then, we'll talk to you. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good one.